Hey family, this is Joshua Jones. My wife, Lindsay, and I have the honor of being the lead followers of Way Family Church right here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you for taking a minute to tune in. We pray the message gives you a different perspective about Jesus, His gospel, and what living life in His kingdom is all about. Take notes, listen intently, and be blessed. God is good. Listen, I'm going to be super quick today, but that's relative. Um, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a sermon at the gate is likened to it. And so we um, are going to try to condense this. So Kaylee in the back, I just got a few scriptures I just want to read. Just a little bit about Father's Day, and I'm going to release you guys to go and hang out with your families. Proverbs 22 and verse 6, which by the way, um, I was preaching in the Bronx, New York last night. Their service is on a Saturday night. And so we got done about 11 something by the time I left there. And the hotel they had me at was about an hour and 10 minutes away. Um, I finally got to the hotel at 1.30, and the guy said, I'll be here at 3 a.m. to pick you up. And I said, so, uh, say who? He's like, 3 a.m. to pick you up. So um, I laid down, but I really didn't even get to go to sleep maybe an hour or so and hopped back on a plane. And I got here at 10.34 when I walked through the door. So God is good because I didn't want to miss today. So anyway, it'll be a good day. Proverbs 22 and verse 6. Everybody say Proverbs 22 and 6. Come on, say Proverbs 22 and 6. From there, I'm going to jump to Psalms 103 and 13. Psalms 103 and 13. I'm also going to look at Proverbs 1.8. Also going to look at Proverbs 1.8. And if we have time, we'll look at Ephesians 6.4. Proverbs 22 and 6, Psalms 103.13, Proverbs 1.8, Ephesians 6.4. Maybe I'll stay seated today too. That'll be good. I need it from last night. Trust me. That's good. Proverbs 22 and 6. I'm going to read it when we throw them up on the screen. Here we go. This is good. <clears throat> Proverbs 22, verse 6. That's 2, 6. But that's a good word, though, right there, though. The Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 22 and 6. <clears throat> is anybody grilling today? Nobody's grilling today? Oh, y'all need to answer the altar call. Who's grilling? Dennis, you can't grill till Wednesday, brother. So, like, he's like, no, I ain't grilling today. <laughs> nobody's I was gonna say I'm coming to your house but anyway all right train up a child in the way he or she should go and when he or she is older he or she they will not depart from it Psalms 103 and 13 let's throw that one up for me and yes I'll be speaking to fathers today but how I many of the word is universal the word will equally offend everybody. Like it doesn't care, right? Psalms 103 and verse 13 says this. As a father pities his children. I love it. So the Lord pities those who fear him. Best translation, as a father has compassion on his children. So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Proverbs 1, 8. Man, this should get an amen from the women right here. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of your father. This is a father talking to his son, but he puts this in there. Yes, we want you to hear the instruction of your father, but do not forsake the law of your mother or your mother's teaching. Right? So one more, Ephesians 6, 4. Ephesians 6, 4. 
Ephesians 6, 4. <clears throat> Ephesians 6, 4. Thank you, Jesus. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Y'all don't know nothing about that, do you? But bring them up in the training and in the admonition of the Lord. Father, thank you for your word. It's always life to us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, the last verse in the Old Covenant, which is the last verse in the book of Malachi, the last verse before 400 years of silence, the last verse says this, unless the Lord turns the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the heart of the children back to fathers, he will smite the earth with a curse. In other words, unless the heart of fathers is united back to kids, the earth will always be under a curse. Do you know all study, all, A-L-L, everybody say all. All studies show the number one epidemic in our country, really you could probably say the world, but even in America specifically, is fatherlessness. All studies show that. You have never read one study in your life about the result of not having a mother. Wonder why. But you have heard of 10,000 sermons and 10,000 studies about the results of not having a father. That is not to say that not having a mother is important because obviously it is. But the results of not having not a man in the house but a father in the house. The results of not having a father in the house are traumatic in regards to how a young man or a young woman grow up. Listen to Proverbs 22 and 6. By the way, this was written by Solomon, who prior to Christ would have been in his day the wisest man on the planet. He says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are older, they will not depart. Everybody say this. Say direction. Train up a child, which that word train in the, in the Hebrew is the word gym not. It's where we get our word gym in the English language. What do you do in the gym? You train. I, I'm teaching them how to throw the football, and I do it over and over until they get better at it. He says train, gym not, gym not your child. Train them up. In other words, you can't sit down with them one time and expect them to learn something. You can't give them one talk and think that one talk is going to work for the rest of their life. You have to gym knot them. You have to do it over and over and over and over. And he said, if you do that, you provide, watch this, direction for your children. Train them up in the what they should go. What, why is a way, why is direction important? Oh, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't believe direction is important, Try to go up north, and I say, I want, you to, I want you to get up north by going down south. You might actually get there, but it's going to take you a long, long, long time. And we have kids now trying to arrive at certain places in life, and they are before they even start, they're already behind. Why? Because there wasn't a father in the home giving them what? Direction. Train up a child in the way that they should go. Why? Because there is a way they should go. And I want to say this, if fathers don't train up children in the way they should go, who's going to do the training? Don't even expect the mom to do it. And thank God for strong moms. Thank God for strong moms. 
Where is that training going to come from? Because I promise you, they're going to get direction. They're going to get direction. School might give them direction. God forbid anything that comes on TV give them direction. Social media is going to give them direction. Do you want the celebrities of this day to give them direction? We got people that don't know their gender that's going to give them direction. I mean, just listen. Politics don't give them direction. The next cultural trend's going to give them direction. This is why we need fathers from a biblical perspective in homes training gym nodding children in the way that they should go. Because guess what the scripture says? The same wise man wrote this. He said, there is a way. I'm, okay, let me stay seated because I'm about to get up. Don't move. There is, I almost did. And I looked over, my, my wife's over there. She's probably like, you said you will go stay. There is a way that what? Seems right unto a man, not a father. Anyway, there is a way that seems right unto a man. He said, but the end result of that one is what? Death. Well, if, if it seems right, that means from the start, it looks good. But when I got to the end of that journey, it, it ended up in death. Why? Because if a father is not there at the genesis or the beginning, it's not saying that a child won't end up in a good place, but the chances of it are slim to none. So we need godly men, godly fathers who will gym not children. My dad pastored pretty much my whole life. He's still a pastor to this day. Um, I'm a lot, my wife said, I'm a lot like my dad. I'm, I'm pretty even keel in a lot of ways. My dad is pretty good with his hands. He's very calm. I've never heard my dad raise his voice other than when he's on a platform preaching, like literally. Um, loves animals. I'm, I'm just a lot like my dad in a lot of ways. I always knew my dad loved me. I always knew my dad loved God. He loved the word. But I can still count the times on one hand I've seen him read because he, he did it, but he always did it behind closed doors. Even though I grew up in a loving home, my dad or my mom were not the people to come in and say, hey, we love you. That didn't happen actually until my parents got a divorce. Then we started saying we love each other. But I always knew I was loved. I always knew about God. But those things were not gym-knotted to me. They were not instilled in me. Why? Because it was assumed that just because I was in that house, that those things would take. And because a father wasn't there to give direction to me, then that meant that any currents of the day would give us direction. So guess what happened? My two older brothers, because the gym not Sawyer wasn't happening, nobody gave them direction. Guess where they got direction from? The other most influential voices in their life. And uh, my... Um, I'm the, the youngest out of three brothers. I'm the smallest out of three brothers, but I am by far the best looking. Ain't, ain't that right, baby? I am. I mean, like, that is the biblical truth right there. That is like, whoo. Those brothers look like they fell out the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. Like, just like, anyway. They got, God made them on the eighth day. Like, he, he, was, he was tired. He was like, I'm tired. I hear like, so, so I'm the youngest. I'm the smallest, but I'm by far the best looking. And I, anyway. So I was like, where was I going with that story? That being said, they didn't have direction. My oldest brother did two or three terms he did in a federal penitentiary for trafficking cocaine, which, by the way, I've asked him, can I share this story? He's like, yeah, share it. It's my story. We slept in the same bed, sat. A lot of times we had, y'all know, know what church pews are? We, had, we sat on the same red church pews. We had red pews with blue carpet. 
Mm, Baptist, yeah. Y'all hear me, Baptist. Like, heard the same sermons. Had the same parents. Except they got direction from somebody else. By the time I came along, my parents were given direction way better than they did the first two. Can any parent say amen to that? Like you learn the more, the longer you go, right? My older brother, my, my middle brother went down the same path as my older brother, who's now, he's burning for Jesus. I mean, he just, he burns for Jesus. So he ended up on the right path, but it took him a lot longer. Why? Because direction wasn't given at the start. Do you know if you shot off toward the moon right now and you were one degree off, you say, I'm just one degree off. By the time you get to the moon, you light years off. Why? Because the direction you started from was off initially, and it didn't seem that bad. It doesn't seem that bad. I mean, I'm just not praying with them. I mean, you know, I just let them watch whatever they want to watch. It's not that big of a deal. Me and my wife had a conversation before I left to go to the Bronx. Who was it, baby, that was telling me they, um, oh, I was meeting with a pastor from the city, and I was telling my wife about our meeting. He's from, I think, Kenya, and he was saying, you know, it was my dad taught me if, if you're sitting down in a chair and a woman walks in the room and there is no open chair, you stand up. What was his dad doing? Giving him, if an elderly person walks in a room and there's no chair there, you stand up. What was his dad doing? Giving him direction. You try walking into a room now with some of the young people that we have growing up in our country now. <laughs> They'll look, look, look at you like, I hope your leg's strong. Uh, I, I sure hope your scooter's comfortable over there, Ben, because, you know, you got a cushion on it. Where are fathers that give direction? So everybody say, fathers give direction. Here's the beautiful part about this verse. If you put the seed in them when they're young, it didn't say they wouldn't go astray. It says, but when they are older, they will not depart from it because you got a seed in them when they were young. Woo. And you put the seed in and your whole life, as long as you can, and God gives you interest, you just water it. And when they're older, what you planted in them ends up flourishing and becomes something beautiful. Did I stray away? Well, yeah, I strayed away. But what was put in me came out in me, right? So direction is important. So everybody say this. Say, fathers give direction. I know it doesn't seem popular, but don't let your kid choose their own direction. They can't even tie their shoes. And we want them to choose their gender. They can't wash clothes. Listen, fathers give direction. Hmm? Psalms 103 verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear them. I also understand, not just do I give direction as a father to my kids. I'm so thankful my son is a lot like me. I am naturally tender. My wife will tell you, boy, our first few years of marriage were rough, rough, rough. Had this conversation on the way here with Jeremiah today. She came up watching her parents have passionate conversations, but also watching them. If, 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 if you have a passionate conversation in public around the kids, you also apologize in public around the kids. That's called health. I, on the other hand, never saw my mom and dad get in one argument. Never. Still haven't, and they got a divorce. So I thought health looked like for me, you know what? We can't get in any arguments. That's not of God. 
And anytime my wife came at me, I'm naturally tender. I'm naturally sensitive. But I thought, I can't, I can't do anything to make you think I'm upset with you. So I always said this. My wife would be the lion, right? I'm the turtle. You know what I did? Any, any, anytime I sensed a storm, guess what I did? Protection. I actually thought I was protecting her. But you know what I was actually doing? I was hurting her. And I was protecting myself. You know why? Because that's what I saw growing up. My son is naturally tender like me, so I am not trying to curve that in him. I want to teach him a healthy way how to manage that, right? So watch this. As a, as a father has compassion on his children, that is even compassion is a seed. My nature, my traits are seeds in my kids. Do you hear that? So I want my children to be compassionate. So what am I doing? I'm watering that in them. Do you understand that you can teach your kid how to do more things than throw a football? There are other things like values, like watch this, belief systems, virtues. There are some things they're not going to get from school. We all know this stuff. What about love? How do you teach them love? How do you teach a kid joy? How do you teach a kid patience? How do you teach a kid faith? How do you teach a kid temperance? You know, you know what I'm listening to you? What the scripture calls fruit of the spirit. How do you teach? They will not learn these things in school. If you give them direction and lavish it on them, it'll grow in them. And they won't even know they're learning it, but they're learning it. My little girl, we uh, just redid our shower and our master. And I put a, the doors, 172 pounds, two pieces of glass. One of those pieces my daughter was trying to close. I was actually at our dance studio. My wife was home with her. Long story short, my daughter pulled it, and it came off the thing, and it hit, and it shattered a thousand pieces. Scared the, death out of, the devil out of me if I had any in there, right? I got a call. I'm panicking. My wife's panicking. I'm shooting home as fast as I can get there. And I, this is how my son's a lot like me. I, I go in, and I guess my son was, I mean, fairly calm, cool, and collected until I got there, and he sees me, and he busts out crying when Dad walks on the door. Right, the ambulance beat me there by two minutes. I go in, and the first thing he does, he hugs me. He says, Dad, I so wish that was me that happened instead of her. I'm thinking, where did you get that from? Yes, my boy, but where did you get that from? Right? So I see that compassion, but I want to water those things in him. And it's not just compassion. You can say other things that a father has on his children. So let me ask you this, fathers. Are you giving your kids direction? But secondly, what are you putting on your children and what are you watering in them? Listen, listen. Let me just hit this and go on. Proverbs 1.8. Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. We, I told my wife also before I left, didn't you know I was going to be talking about this, but um, I can remember one time my oldest brother raised his voice at my mom. And I am a Lumbee Indian, Native American minority. We did not get time out at my house. We didn't get time out. You know what we got? We, I mean, it was just, anyway, oh, Lord, yes. I deserved every whooping I ever got. I'm just saying, I deserved that and probably then some. My brother raised his voice in my mom. He was probably about 16 or 17, so he wasn't. And my mom said, Wait. And he's like, huh? 
wait, wait, no, I ain't do nothing. I did it to you. No, she said, wait until your dad gets home. He could, every King James Bible verse about discipline was coming to his mind when he heard that. Hear, my son, your father's instructions. Now, it's not like this in every household, but most households it is, where there's a, a healthy reverence for the father, but sometimes it's not always the case for the mom. But he said a healthy dad will actually teach their kids to listen to their moms. That moms aren't pushovers. Come on, are you hearing me? Even our son right now, he'll try to pit me and my wife against each other. Oh, that's not just in, in our household. Up in, I don't know if it happens in North Edmond, but in South Edmond, that happens. So I, I didn't even make it in the door. Like legitimately today, I don't know how. Honor looked back and he saw me. I just walked in the door. He runs back to where I am. Guess the first thing he told me. He said, um, Dad, uh, can I go home and get V-Bucks for this thing I saw on Fortnite? I'm like, I'm just, son, I got less than an hour of sleep last night. I'm rushing here to get to church to be a part of the service. I let you spend $20 before I left of your money to buy, buy, to buy V-Bucks, and we agreed we wouldn't do this for at least another couple months. I come in the door, and it just happens all the time. He, he'll go ask mom, and she'll be like, no. He'll be like, dad, can I? Um... <laughs> or I'll be like, Lens, where's honor? He's playing the game. Playing the game, he's not supposed to be playing the game. Well, he told me you told him he could play. I... So how, it happens in South Edmond. I don't know about North Edmond, but in South Edmond, it happens. So, but just learning as a father to speak into those situations, I also know it's like, you know, I can make myself look really good right here. Now, y'all ain't never thought that. That just happens in South Edmond, right? But you teach them, don't forsake your mother's teaching. Anybody tracking with me? Right? So listen to your father, but don't forsake your mother's teaching. Yeah? So my dad came home, and I'm talking about, I saw my first WWE live event. We had what we call a chicken coop. I pretty much grew up on a farm. We had a chicken coop. My dad took my brother to the chicken coop, and my brother didn't talk for the next three days. But you know what my brother never did again? He never talked back to my mom again. To this day, my mom would joke about it. She'd be like, you know what I'm going to say if you say something? Wait till your dad comes home. Am I saying get the spirit of Jet Li and go off on your kids? I'm not saying that. Please hear the heart of what I'm saying. Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline. Come on, Taylor, to the keys, man, and the instruction of the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. I think one of the most important things that a dad can do, literally, I want to teach my kid a lot of things. Um, I was telling Lindsay, even while I was gone, honestly, I'd like to try to be a YouTuber. Let's knock it out. It's going to requ- that's going to require you recording yourself and learning to edit videos and being more taky than you are. Let's knock it out. Let's do it. I want to, if that's in your heart, I don't need you to be me. I want to water what's in your heart. Uh, let's do it, you know? I taught him a lot about soccer, really thoroughly enjoyed it when we were doing it. I, he's been vacuuming, he told me this week. I'm like, that's awesome, Honor, you're learning new things. In the middle of learning and teaching our kids all the natural things about life, do not let the spiritual side of parenting slip. I'm going to tell you something. 
If we let the things of God slip in our kids and put them on the back burner because of natural education, we are not giving them direction. You are essentially telling them when life slows down and life isn't busy, then focus on the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something. Life is never going to slow down. When I was an intern and I was one for four years in my father-in-law's ministry, I always told myself, when I'm not so busy, I'm going to do this. When I'm not so busy, I'm going to do this. When I'm not so busy, I'm going to do this. And I had a conversation with my father-in-law. This is what he told me. He said, Josh, at the time I hadn't got the revelation of how amazing Lindsay was. So, I, I, you know, she pursued me, by the way, initially. Initially, she had a dream about um, meeting a brown angel. And anyway, and it ended up being me. But don't look that way. Look over here. Why y'all looking at Look, up. I got the mic. I'm preaching. Right? I'm the lead father. Look at me right here. So, so she had this dream. It ended up being me. But before I got that revelation, I thought, man, life is crazy right now. You know what the truth was? I wasn't paying a mortgage. I wasn't even paying rent nowhere. I wasn't even dating. So I didn't have kids. I wasn't even paying my own insurance. At that time, I wasn't even paying for my own phone. And I'm thinking, boy, life is crazy. And my father-in-law said, Josh. Josh. Son, sit down for a minute. <laughs> He's like, you're really not ready to date Lindsay then. If you're not doing none of that stuff, you're really not ready. <laughs> I thought when life slows down, I'm going to really give myself to the things of God. And um, it doesn't happen that way. You got to be intentional right now. Our son is nine. And my little girl is seven. And Mallory, I'm thinking, where did those years go? Like, where do they go? Like, where does, where does the time go? You know, I always heard people say it, it's going to fly by. Man, it, it flies by. You've heard this said, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is the present. That's why it's a gift. We better take advantage of the moments we have with our kids. I don't care if it is awkward for you to put worship on in your house on a TV and sit down with them and say, this is how we worship. Plant the seed now. Whatever you want them to be doing five years from now, ten years from now, if you wait five or ten years to start, you're already behind. You're already behind. So what you see your kids doing, put it in them now at seed form because whatever we do in mediocrity... They will do in excess. I'm going to say it again. Whatever we do in mediocrity, they will do in excess. So fathers give direction, Proverbs 22 and 6. Yes, and when they're older, the word of the Lord says that seed will come up in them. According to Psalms 103, fathers shed compassion. We shed fruit on our kids, and God will multiply it in them. Fathers don't just teach them to obey their voice, but they teach them to listen to their moms as well. Not only that, fathers raise up your children do not provoke them but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction in the lord there's some things they're not going to get even at a church service <gasps> you didn't say that yeah i did some things they're not going to get from me or from their sunday school teacher they may you know what as long as i'm alive i'm gonna tell you who my kids pastor is gonna be who do you think i'm always gonna be here as long as there's breath in my lungs, I'm going to do that. Would you stand to your feet with me? 
I'm not telling you I've nailed none. Most of the stuff I told you, I'm not doing the best at. But by grace, I want to get better. So, Kaylin, do you think that by God's grace and wisdom and the empowerment of his spirit, that the practicality of what you just heard, you can do in your home? Yeah. Matter of fact, Taylor, this will bless you. When we left on Wednesday night, which is powerful, Jesus, Jesus, that man told me he went home that night and did it. He went home that night and dove in devotion with his family. Ben, do you think by the help of God's spirit, the practicality of what you just heard as a father, you can do? I believe you can do it. Malachi said, unless the heart of fathers is turned to the children and children to the fathers, he said the earth will always be up under the curse. You know how we lift the curse? It isn't by a move of God. It's by dads. Fathers being fathers. Listen, on the way here, I was praying for my own kids because I knew what was in my heart. And I'm saying, God, I want them to be led by the Spirit. And I've never heard what I'm fixing to tell you. And Papa told me, he said, Joshua. He said, they don't necessarily know what that means. He said, but they can be led by my Spirit that's coming through you as their father. So you leading them is them being led by my Spirit. No, we want to make it so spiritual. I'm going to put it off on God. God, you, they have to see an angel. What? No, he said, no, them being led by you, mom, and you, dad. That is them being led by my spirit. <laughs> and those that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But sons are led by fathers. Don't overcomplicate the gospel. And I'm going to tell you this. If you don't have kids, I'll never forget still the dream that you told me <laughs> before you left the gate and before I did you had a, had a dream of I think we're in a city and a big dinosaur was chasing my kids and you kind of stood in between us and you remember that dream and you were like shoot I'm just going to give an interpretation and you gave me an interpretation it was essentially you know Lindsay and I would do some things that were in our heart but like family you would be there and you would protect our kids and you would be a part of that and I often wondered how's that going to happen we kind of went our different ways, but God is faithful, man. For those that don't have kids, I want to I want to encourage you. What kind of example are you being to the kids that are around you now? Listen, man. Listen. Father, thank you for your kindness and your goodness. I'm grateful for every father that is in this room today. I pray that you multiply, you multiply your influence in their life as dads. I pray that they feel supported. I pray that they feel surrounded. I pray that they know their significance as a father and even as a man in this season of their life. And whether they're making six figures or not, or living in a nice neighborhood or not, or driving the best car or not, I pray that they would see the value of who they are in the lives of their children and in the lives of their spouse, Jesus. And I pray that the heart of Abba would be released on them in a fresh dimension today to father and to lead well. Because, Lord, this isn't by our own power or our own spirit. It's by your spirit that these things are done. I bless the men of this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, one last challenge for you. When you see your son today or your daughter, just grab them and hug them. Say, I love you because of nothing you've done, but simply because you're mine. 
I'm your father. And ain't nothing changing that. It's powerful. It's powerful. All right, man, go get some cookies and get some hands and celebrate. I love you guys. Thank you for taking a moment to listen in to what Jesus is doing right here at Way Family Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. If you want to be a part of helping us to continue to share the gospel and get it out to as many people as we can, you can do that via Cash App at dollar sign Way Family Church, or you can visit our website at wayfamilychurch.com and click on the giving tab. For more information about Way Family Church, you can connect with us on all social media platforms or simply go to wayfamilychurch.com. Be blessed.